Okay, praise God. Can you hear me? Yes. Praise God. We're going to turn it over to Vanish Taylor. I'm sorry. I had a technical problem. Without further ado, Evangelist Janice Taylor. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound the alarm. So tonight we're going to open up uh, tonight's program, Walls of Fire, with the blowing of the shofar. Hallelujah.
And uh, if you just want to join us to listen in sometime, feel free to do that also. But all are welcome. So I just wanted to put that out there. All right, we got a good uh, 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 message tonight, um, straight from the throne, hot bread, glory be to God, straight from the throne. And I want to share with you tonight's message, which is the incomprehensible God, the incomprehensible God. So those of you that have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 29. We're going to read Psalm 29, and then we'll go over to Romans chapter 11. But I want to read this for you tonight. Uh, It really ministered to me, and I pray that this will minister to you as well. It says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Now, this is a psalm of David. And um, he he wrote this about God. You know, a lot of people like to uh, 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 do praise and worship. Some are praisers and some are worshipers. And David was both. He was a praiser and a worshiper. And so he wrote this. He 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 observed this about God, and then he wrote this. He was able to. Uh, express his feelings about God in words. So he says, give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Glory be to God. You know, we could stop right there. Um, I ministered to a group of people today, a group of women, all the way in Germany, and um, one was in Switzerland, another one, uh, she was in Vienna, and um, I tell you the truth, we talked about the glory that's due his name and how people are no longer uh, reverencing God nor his temple. I, I, I I, I, I won't get into it right now. I'll save that, but I'm going to come back to that because it seems I thought it was just here in the United States, but I'm seeing this. Uh, I talked to these women today. I ministered to uh, a group of women in Germany every Thursday at 2.30, and um, they told me that the situation that I described in many of the American churches they said it's the same or even worse in some of the European churches. So um, we actually prayed for the church today. We prayed for God's people to get uh, divinely aligned with his word and um, that the house of God would be restored to its original purpose. So uh, he says, given to the Lord, the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. You know, the word of the Lord tells us in 1 Peter 1 and 16, he says, be ye holy for I am holy. That is not a suggestion. That is a command. And God never asked his people 
to do anything that he did not equip us to do. So if he's telling us to be holy because he is holy, that means he's given us the ability to be holy. Glory be to God. And to live a holy, sanctified, consecrated life unto the Lord. But, you know, today you don't hear a lot of teaching on um, living holy anymore. It's all about living your best life now. We seem to have um, lost the focus. And the focus, I mean, is Jesus Christ. We seem to have lost the focus of the church. It should be about Jesus Christ, our Savior, and what he did on Calvary's cross for the redemption of our sins. But the focus is now shifted. And, I mean, the devil is subtle. Focus has shifted. All of a sudden, it's a, it has become about man. Live your best life now. It's my breakthrough. It's my season. And all of this uh, 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 about man. It's about man. And so um, I tell you the truth. It, it, it just really uh, vexes my spirit to uh, see how uh, people are, are, are no longer worshiping Jesus uh, in the beauty of holiness. Holiness is not even being preached in, in some churches. I mean, they just want a positive message, uh, something on grace and something on love. But I'm going to tell you something. When you tell people the truth, you actually love them. You know, um, I have a pen in my hand right now, and this pen is red. But if someone were to say, oh, um, I, I, I want that pen to be blue, I would have to correct them out of love. I would have to say it can't be blue because it's red. It's already created and it's red. And so now we're living in the day where uh, people are getting away from the truth because they want to be whatever they want to be. In other words, nobody wants to be what the creator created them to be. So we see a lot of this going on, a lot of uh, changing of identities and uh, 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 just a lot of uh, 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 falseness, false doctrines coming forth, even in the church, people are being taught uh, that they don't have to live holy anymore. And that is an outright lie from the pit of hell. Uh, people are being taught that's antiquated. Uh, and it is, to be honest with you, it is antiquated, but it'll never run out of style. Because Jesus said, he said, I am God, I change not. I am the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So he's not going to change his word. Times may change, but the Lord is never going to change. So he said, worship the Lord. And that seems to be uh, even the music that, that's being created that they call worship music today. A lot of it is, 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 uh, is secular in its uh, inception because what I'm hearing is, are songs that can be played in a club songs that, hey, if you don't listen very carefully, you don't know if they're talking about the Lord or their lover. And uh, there's, there's no uh, uh, reverential fear of God. Nobody is preaching uh, holiness or hell anymore. Uh, they don't want to 
terrify people because they don't want to lose these offerings. But you have to tell people the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So we have an obligation, those that preach the gospel. If you water this gospel down and try to tell people what they want to hear, you yourself will be in the danger of hellfire. We cannot preach itching ear messages. We have to tell people not what they want to hear, but the truth, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the only way. We have to make sure that they are absolutely certain that there's not another way. There's not a back door to the kingdom of God. Jesus said, I am the door. And so there's not a back door. There's not another way. Uh, 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 A lot of people are trying to mix it tonight. They're trying to uh, say that, well, everybody's way is the right way. That is a lie from the pit of hell because your soul, your soul is going to go back to the one that created you. But I'm going to tell you something. You, You will not. You will not spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ if you have not made your calling and election sure. If you have not uh, 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 accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, as a matter of fact, i got to go before that. If you have not repented of your sins, I'm noticing that. That's another trend. They're taking that out. There's no more messages on repentance. In other words, you just go up to the altar, uh, or sometimes you don't even have to get out your seat. Just say what the preacher told you to say, and then you're in. The devil is a lie. This is not a club. This is the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, you cannot join the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You have to be forgiven of your sins and received into the kingdom of God. By Jesus Christ, his son. That's the only way. There is not another way. So for those of you that are looking for another way, I'm here to tell you tonight, you are wasting your time. So the psalmist, David wrote some of the most beautiful psalms. I tell you, I, 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 I go to the psalms a lot. Some beautiful songs came out of the psalms. Now, the psalms are really songs. This is what the Levites and the priests, they used to sing, glory be to God. But David was true worshiper, and he wrote some of the most beautiful psalms that have ever existed. And so he said, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And then he goes on to say that the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. I remember when I was a child, I was always afraid of thundering and lightning. And uh, my grandmother used to say, be still while the, the Lord is doing his work. And I knew that God was, as a child, that he was nothing to uh, be trifled with. God is not uh, 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 some toy that you can play with. In other words, we have to have a holy, reverential fear of God and understand that God is all-powerful. Glory be to God. The very breath that we breathe, it belongs to God. Glory be to God. When God created man, 
the very last thing he did was put breath into him. Glory be to God. Before he put breath into him, man was lifeless. He was uh, 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 put together, and he had formed him, and he made him of the dust of the earth, but man had not become a living soul until God breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And it was then and only then that man became a living soul. So the very breath that you and I are breathing tonight, it belongs to God. Glory be to God in the highest. So I wouldn't play with somebody whose breath I'm breathing, and at any moment he can take his breath back. Glory be to God. No, I wouldn't play with someone like that. Somebody that has that kind of power, I would not underestimate him. I would not play with him. I would not toy with God. I would not toy with my salvation. Glory be to God. So he said, the voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon many waters. And then he goes on and says, the voice of the Lord is powerful. I don't know how much plainer that can get. The voice of the Lord. Ha, when God speaks, glory be to God. You know, they used to have a a, a saying about uh, uh, E.F. Hutton, and then they had uh, 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 some other sayings. But they said when E.F. Hutton speaks, but E.F. Hutton, let me tell you something, E.F. Hutton, and, and as far as I know, they've gone out of business now. But E.F. Hutton has to bow his knee to the name of Jesus. Do you understand that? Everything must bow. Everyone and everything must bow to the name of Jesus. So when the voice of the Lord, when he speaks, glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the trees clap their hands. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Every time God speaks, whatever he speaks, it happens. Glory be to God. He said, let there be light, and there was light. He said, uh, uh, let the waters divide, and the waters divided. Glory be to God. He called for the grass and the, the vegetation to come upon the earth. It came. Glory be to God in the highest. The moon, the sun, the stars. It happened. The minute he spoke it, he did not have to try to fix something. He did not have to try to work something. He did not have to try to make something happen. Glory be to God. When he spoke it, because his word is the living word, glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And it says the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Glory be to God. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. I remember uh, a couple of years back, I was at my sister's house, and there was a hailstorm. And these hailstones were big baseballs. I mean, they were just pummeling, uh, pummeling the house. And uh, I stood there at the door, and I watched them. I had never seen hailstones that big in my life. Now, hailstones are a symbol of judgment. So I looked at this storm. I, I stood at the front door and watched this storm. 
and all of a sudden, there was a tree in my sister's front yard, and all of a sudden, lightning hit, and there was a crash of thunder, and that tree, that tree parted. It parted hither and thither. Glory be to God. So it says that the voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. I saw this happen. I saw the thunder. I heard the thunder. I saw the lightning. And then I saw the hailstones. And I saw the tree split. Glory be to God. As a matter of fact, they had to go. Because the lightning hit it, they had to go. It was it, The tree was fried. And there was no flames. The tree was fried. And they had to go uh, after the storm was over and uh, cut that tree down because the lightning split it at the voice of the Lord. He said he maketh them also to skip like a calf, Lebanon and Syrian. These are mountains that he's talking about. They skip like a calf. Glory be to God. Now, you just think of a mountain. I've, I've been to Israel before, and I've seen the mountains of Israel, and they are unlike any mountains I've ever seen in my life. They don't look like even the mountains in Switzerland. These mountains are totally, totally, totally unique. I've never seen mountains like these before. And they are huge, and they are uh, 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 colossal, and uh, I, I, I just was so amazed to see mountains like this. But I'm going to tell you something. David said he makes them to skip like a cow. And I could, I, I can only imagine mountains this uh, 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 monumental actually skipping like a cow at the voice of the Lord. Glory be to God. The voice of the Lord divided the flames of fire. My, that, that's power, y'all. That is power right there. The voice of the Lord divides the flames of fire. The wilderness, um, the voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. Glory be to God. You see, the children of Israel, they had to go through the wilderness after they came out of Egypt, after they came through out of Egypt and through the Red Sea, God could have taken them right into the promised land. But God, who is all wise, knows that uh, uh, it, you got to not only get the people out of Egypt, but you got to get Egypt out of the people. So God uh, uh, took them the long way. He took them through the wilderness. Glory be to God. And it was in the wilderness, glory be to God, that they saw the mighty hand of God. They saw God uh, uh, bring water out of the rock. They saw God rain down manna from heaven. They saw God do so many mighty miracles. Uh, they, they, they just saw the hand of God. He took them the long way because God was trying to get the Egypt out of the people, glory be to God in the highest. And it says that the voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness, glory be to God. He said the voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calves. Now you think about that. Nobody tells 
uh, a cow when to give birth. Nobody. So who does that? The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. The animals, good God Almighty, the animals obey God. They do what he says to. Let me give you some proof. Remember the donkey that uh, Balaam was riding on, and uh, he was trying to get the donkey to go one way, but the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, and the donkey would not move because the, the donkey was obeying the voice of the Lord. All right, another example, when they had to pay the taxes, and Jesus told uh, Peter, go and catch a fish, and the fish that comes up, he will have a coin in his mouth. Let me tell you something. Out of all the fish in that body of water, do you know that only the fish that had the coin in his mouth could come up? Because he had to obey the voice of the Lord. And it amazes me how the birds obey obey the voice of the Lord and the animals uh, obey the voice of the Lord. Everything that God created obeys the voice of the Lord but man. Everything except man. The stars stay within their galaxy. The sun stays in its place and the moon in its orbit. And guess what? Even the ocean, the ocean, he has given the ocean a boundary and told it and commanded it not to go beyond that, and it obeyed. Only man. Man is the only creature upon the face of the earth that does not obey the voice of the Lord. So the voice of the Lord makes the hinds to calve, covers the forest, and in his temple does everyone speak of his glory. You see, that is what's supposed to take place in the temple of the Lord, not all this other stuff. And and I'm going to deal with that stuff next week. I'm going to talk about uh, 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 myself and Apostle. We're going to talk about the traditions of men in the church. But all this stuff that we see going on uh, that should not be going on in the house of God. But what is supposed to be going on is that we are to be worshiping him and praising him and praying and speaking God's word, and and uh, 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 because everything is supposed to speak of his glory. Glory be to God. Verse 10 says, the Lord sitteth upon the flood. Now, I had to, I had to uh, look that up because I was not understanding that. But what that means is God is over the bodies of water. He's over the bodies of water. In other words, not one drop of rain will fall from the sky unless God tells it. Not one body of water will recede or even come inland unless God tells it to. It obeys the voice of the Lord. All of these things, you see, God is sovereign and he's in control. And all of these things must obey the voice of the Lord. And then he says, the Lord sitteth king forever. He reigns over the mountains. He reigns over the floods. He reigns over the valleys. He reigns over the 
uh, of the politicians, you know, all this mess that's going on in Washington right now, do you know who's in charge? God is in control. Glory be to God. I didn't say God was causing these things. I said he's in control because if God ever willing to stop, and the day is coming that he will, it will cease immediately. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Lord sitteth king forever. Glory, hallelujah. He is not just a king. He is the king, the king of kings, and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And he reigns forever. I want to uh, go very quickly to Psalm 20. It says, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the flood. Glory be to God. We're talking tonight about the incomprehensible God. Your mind is too small. My mind is too small to understand God. Glory be to God. We will never be able to figure him out. Why? Because he is God, and he, he, there are no limits to him. He is incomprehensible. Glory be to God. There's no beginning and no end. He is God. He always has been God, and he always will be God. And the psalmist went on another psalm of David. He went on to say, he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the flood. The earth belongs to God. Glory be to God. And he founded it, and he established it. Everything that God established when he created the earth is still, glory be to God, obeying the voice of the Lord. In other words, the sun is not trying to be the moon, and the moon is not saying, I feel like I should have, I was always supposed to be the sun. No, everything is obeying God. Everything but man. Man is rebelling against God. Man has the spirit of Leviathan. He is stiff-necked. He is rebellious, and he rebels against his very own creator. And can I ask the question, who does that? Who does that? I mean, have you ever seen a radio rebel against its manufacturer? The radio says, no, I'm going to be a TV. No. How, how ridiculous is that? Have you ever seen a television say, no, I'm going to be a radio? Uh, uh, I, I was always, I always felt like I was supposed to be a radio. I'm not going to be a TV. Who does that? Nobody but man. Glory be to God. He says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart who have not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn, sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord. And then going down to verse 7, it says, Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord. Strong and mighty, good God Almighty, the Lord mighty in battle. He is strong and mighty. He's all-powerful. Glory be to God. He is nothing to play with. Hallelujah. You know, Goliath, they, they, they were afraid of Goliath because 
He was a big monstrosity of a man, but Goliath was nothing compared to God. Glory be to God. And all of his brothers, they also were giants, but they were nothing in comparison to God. You know, uh, when I think about God, I think if, if, if God, if it was his will, he could just blink his eye and the whole earth would be dissolved. That's power. That is power. So we don't want to play with God because God is incomprehensible. When you think God is coming from the left, he's going to move from the right. When you think God is in the north, he's coming from the south. We can't comprehend God. We can't figure him out. He's too high. He's too wide. He's too low for us. We cannot figure him out. The only thing we can do with God is believe him and obey him. And there are people today that are telling people this this, this new age stuff that you can uh, uh, be your own God. That's impossible. That is impossible. But see, they have an agenda. They have an agenda. And that agenda is to deceive the people of God. It's the same agenda that Satan had in the Garden of Eden. He said to Eve, um, have God said that you're going to really die? Uh, God knows you ain't going to really die. As a matter of fact, if you eat this fruit, you're going to be like God. That's why you can't let that serpent voice get in your ear. You have to listen to the word of God, stand on it, believe it, and then don't move from it. You got to be resolute. As the scripture says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Glory be to God. Be always abounding in the work of the Lord. Unmovable. We have to be unmovable when it comes to whatever God says. If God says it, you can believe it, and that settles it. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. And so he says, the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. I found out that the word mighty, um, uh, 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 the, 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 word, the Greek word for it is El Gabor. El Gabor. It's, as a matter of fact, it's not Greek. It's a Hebrew word. El Gabor. It means the mighty warrior. That's why when uh, 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 the angel of the Lord uh, in, in the book of Isaiah, said, wonderful counselor, uh, talked about Jesus, uh, prophesied the birth of Jesus Christ. He calls him a wonderful counselor. Glory be to God. The mighty God. Hallelujah. The prince of peace. Glory be to God. You see, that is his description, but those are human words that they try to use to describe him. In other words, you can't describe God. Paul said, I thank God, indescribable gift, salvation. It's indescribable. And boy, I certainly do agree with Paul. And then he goes on to say, he is the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. And we are told to lift up our hands, O ye gates, and lift them up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Not the king of England, 
not the king of uh, uh, another country that has uh, uh, that's ruled by a monarchy. No, not any of these earthly kings. The king of glory shall come in. Hallelujah. And who is this king? The Lord of hosts. That means the Lord of armies. He is the king of glory. Glory, hallelujah. You know, whenever I read the Bible, I always see the power of God. I remember the very first time that I ever read the Bible. When I got saved, I sat down and decided to read the Bible from cover to cover. And the more I read, first of all, it was the most um, powerful book I ever read. I, I really learned how powerful God was when I started at Genesis and went all the way to Revelation. There were times I would shake my head and say, wow, God is powerful. God ain't nothing to play with. You see, I see God fighting uh, uh, battles and moving mountains and parting the Red Sea and, and stopping the sun. Joshua said, sun stands still, and the sun stood still. And the Bible says that never before and, and never after that had uh, 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 the, the Lord listened to the voice of a man. I see God healing sickness and diseases and raising the dead. I, 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 he, he, he's destroyed whole armies. Uh, uh, I remember when Sennacherib uh, came against Israel and um, the Assyrian army was boasting, um, and they kept saying, oh, don't, make he- don't let Hezekiah make you trust in God. And uh, they said, we, we fought all these other nations, and no other God was able to defeat us. And don't let Hezekiah make you think that your God can. But what he did not know was that uh, Hezekiah's God was the true and living God. He was the real deal. All these other gods were false gods anyway. And so, uh, you know, the Assyrians had planned, they had um, besieged Israel, and Hezekiah didn't know what to do. And uh, the prophet Isaiah spoke and told them not to be afraid, said because God was going to make him hear a rumor and uh, that would cause him to flee. And just as he said, it came to be heard a rumor and ran all the way back to his hometown. When he got there, his own son killed him. But the Bible says that this man, Rabshakeh, had ran his mouth. He had been selling uh, 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 war, war stories. You know, he had been telling them uh, what he was going to do to them and, 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 and trying to put fear in them and torment them. And uh, he was just boasting and carrying on. And the Bible said when he woke up the next morning, 185,000 soldiers were dead. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going to sleep one night with an army of about 200,000 people and you woke up the next morning and 185,000 of them are dead? Boy, that would make anybody run all the way back to their hometown. And he ran all the way back. And when he got there, his own sons killed him. Glory be to God. You see, God ain't nothing to play with. Now, let me tell you something else while I'm on this subject. God ain't nothing to play with, but when you start messing with God's children, you have no idea 
what you are in for because the Bible says, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. Glory be to God. You see, Rabshika and uh, Sennacherib, they were not just coming against the people of God. They were actually coming against God themselves, and they could not fight with God. They had no power to fight with God. God sent an angel, angel, and slayed 185,000 men. Glory be to God. And when he woke up and saw that his whole army was dead, he got out of Dodge. But guess what? He ran all the way back to Assyria, and when he got there, his sons, he thought he had escaped. He, when he got there, his own sons killed him. God made him hear that rumor, just like he said. You know, it, 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 it's not good to uh, blaspheme and come against the name of God. If you don't know who God is, you best keep your mouth shut. But you better not mess with God or his people. Glory be to God in the highest. So, uh, like I said, uh, he, he rained down hailstones. He defeats giants. Uh, uh, I've seen hailstones like great big uh, 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 baseballs. Glory be to God. And um, Jesus raised the dead. He turned water into wine, gave sight to the blind, calmed the raging sea, walked on the water, made the lame to walk and the dumb to talk. So when I finished reading the Bible the first time, all I could say was, wow, I just couldn't believe. I had heard about God. I knew about God from my grandmother uh, as a child, but I had never met God. But when I read the Bible, I was introduced to God, and I met God, and I began to see, wow, if I'm going to serve God, I'm not going to play with God. I'm not going to be one of those people that's slipping and sliding and hiding and dipping and chipping and going up. I'm not going to play with God. First of all, I feared God. I had the fear of God since I was a child. But when I read the Bible, I trembled. Glory be to God when I saw how powerful God is because he is the incomprehensible God. His power is unlimited. He is insurmountable and unsurpassable. There is no God like our God who raises the dead to life. Can't nobody do that but God. And let me tell you something else. God is so incomprehensible. The Bible tells us in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever uh, uh, believeth in him shall not perish but shall have everlasting life. God, almighty God, gave his only begotten son. That in itself is incomprehensible. Why would God do such a thing for a filthy wretch like me? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Only God that knows everything about me, and yet he still loves me. Yet he still chose me. Yet he still saved me. Yet he still delivered me. I'm telling you, he is the incomprehensible God. The Bible tells us over in 1 Corinthians that uh, God chose 
For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty and base things of the world and things which are despised have God chosen, glory be to God, yea, and things which are not to bring to naught those things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Hallelujah. God didn't choose kings and queens, hallelujah, to be his servants. Hallelujah. He didn't go to the rich. He didn't go to the famous. He did not go to the elite. The Bible says that God chose the foolish things. He is the incomprehensible God. Most people, they want somebody that looks nice, somebody that can talk nice, somebody that's got a, 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 a PhD behind their name or the, a DR in front of their name. Most people, they want people that smell nice. They want people uh, 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 that can benefit them in some kind of way, glory be to God. But my Bible says that God did not choose any of those. He chose the foolish things. Good God Almighty, I'm so glad that I was a foolish thing. Glory be to God. I still can't comprehend why God would save somebody like me. I thank him. I thank him. I thank him. Hallelujah. He picked me up and he turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. He washed me and he cleansed me. Glory be to God in the highest. And then he put his spirit in me. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And he filled me with the Holy Ghost. His spirit lives in me. The walk of God. Hallelujah. Lives in me. And he has given me power and authority over all the power of the enemy, and I know that by nothing, nothing by any means shall harm me, glory be to God. I'm excited tonight about this incomprehensible God. You can't figure him out, glory be to God. You're not smart enough. Your brain is too small to comprehend, hallelujah, the height, the depth, the width, and the breadth of God, glory be to God. The Bible says that Moses asked God to see his glory. And God told him, Moses, no man can see my face and live. He said, but I tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'm going to put you in the cleft of the rock. He said, I'm going to pass by and I'm going to let you see my hind parts. Glory be to God in the highest. He said, because if you see me face to face, you won't be able to contain my glory. You won't be able, hallelujah, to live in my presence because sinful flesh cannot live in the presence of the Lord. So God, so God made a way. He made a way for Moses, and he made a way for you, and he made a way for me, and it is incomprehensible how God, hallelujah, would take the blood of his son Jesus and wash us and cleanse us and forgive us. I don't know about you, but I have sinned, and I have sinned greatly. Hallelujah. But my sins have been forgiven. They are cast into the sea of forgetfulness. Glory be to God, never to be remembered. 
I am forgiven. I got a clean slate. Why? Because of the incomprehensible God. It don't make sense to sense how God could love somebody like me, but he does. And all I can say tonight is thank you, Jesus. Thank you for coming all the way from the throne, hallelujah, down through 40 and two generations to save a wretch like me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God. I give you praise. It don't, I can't understand it, hallelujah. I can't understand it. My mind, my mind, I can't wrap my mind around it. I can't grasp it. Glory be to God. When you think you know God. Hallelujah. You'll find out that there's more to God. He's multifaceted. Glory be to God. He, and you know, when you, you see a, a, a diamond and it shines and you look at it from one way, glory be to God, and you think you're capturing the beauty of that diamond. And when you turn it another way, there's another to it. There's another angle. Glory be to God. That's the way God is. When I think I see him this way, and I read another passage of scripture, and God begins to do a work in me. I see him another way. Glory be to God. I will never, ever, ever be able to exalt him. Glory be to God. And you won't either. Why? Because he is the incomprehensible God. Doctors can't figure him out. Lawyers can't figure him out. Judges can't figure them out. The people in the White House can't figure them out. Glory be to God. He's past finding out. He's past finding out. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've seen the power of God save even the most vilest of men. Glory be to God. I myself being one of them. I've seen the power of the Holy Spirit trans ordinary men and women into supernatural beings. I've witnessed unclean spirits cry out as they were being cast out. And I saw God's mighty power redeem and save and deliver the lost souls through the blood of his son, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. There are no words in the English language to actually describe God because he is incomprehensible. Our little finite mind cannot comprehend the wisdom, the might, the love, and power of God, which is why Paul prayed in Philippians 3 and 10 that I might know him and the power of his resurrection fellowship of his suffering. You see, this is the only way that we will ever know God, and that's through fellowshipping with him and his suffering. And let me tell you something, even then, you'll never know all of God. You'll leave this earth and go on to glory and will never have discovered all of God. You and I, we will never know all there is to know about God. Hallelujah. And just when you think you know him, glory be to God, you'll find out there's so much more. There's so much more. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 
his mercy endured forever. We can't understand why God, hallelujah, told the woman caught in adultery to go forth and sin no more. We can't understand that. Hallelujah. She was certainly guilty. She was caught red-handed. Hallelujah. We don't understand how God opened blind eyes. We don't understand that. The man was born from his birth blind. We don't understand that. Doctors can't figure that out. Glory be to God. We don't understand how God speak a word and the lame walk and the dumb talk. We don't understand that. And the beauty of it is, is that we don't have to. We just got to believe it. We just got to believe it. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Who can comprehend such love? Hallelujah. I know myself. I've messed up so many times. I've messed up. I tell you, I can't even count. I'm talking about since I've become a Christian. His ways and his thoughts are not like ours. They are higher. They are past finding out. I'll never understand how good God could love somebody like me. It's incomprehensible. I'll never be able to fathom the height, the depth of his love, or even of his wisdom. His wisdom alone is incomprehensible. If you just look at the earth, look at the flowers, the birds, the trees, the bodies of water, the mountains, the waterfalls, who, who but God could do that? We couldn't sit down. We, we could never sit down and plan that and, and, and create all these colors and patterns. We could never do that. There's no man that could ever do that. I tell you the truth. His ways are past finding out. Glory be to God in the height. I'll never be able to understand or comprehend why God sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to die on that cross for sinful people like you and I. I'll never be able to understand it. Why his mercy endures forever. Why he why he's such a merciful God, full of grace. Glory be to God. I'll never be able to comprehend this kind of love. He is the incomprehensible God. His power is infinite. It is eternal. It is incomprehensible. It cannot be checked, restrained, nor frustrated. He never stops loving us. People say it's his nature to love. No, God is love. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. When we turn to God for help, we are reaching out to someone who already knows what we need and knows what is needed to achieve it and is more than able to do whatever it takes to accomplish his plan and his purposes. There is no shortage of power in God. You'll never, you'll, you'll, you'll never catch God sleeping. 
Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You'll never catch God. You'll never catch God uh, uh, speechless without an answer. There are times he is silent, but it isn't because he doesn't have an answer. You'll never catch God trying to figure something out. He knows it all. He's omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient. He knows it all. He's got all power, and he's everywhere. You'll never be able to go somewhere and hide from God. The psalmist said, if I make my bed in hell, he's there also. He is the incomprehensible God. We'll never be able to understand why God hasn't destroyed the earth yet. With all the wickedness, that's in the land. We'll never be able to understand why he still loves wicked mankind. We will never, ever face any certain situation or problem that is a challenge for God. God never has a challenge, never. He is the incomprehensible God. Turn with me to Romans Romans chapter 11. Let's look at verses 33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. For who have known the mind of God? Or who have been his counselor? Or who have first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of whom and uh, for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Let's unpack this. All the depth of the riches of both the wisdom and knowledge of God. That is incomprehensible. You, we, we, we'll never be able to know how much God knows. How unsearchable are his judgments. So many times we sit back and we, we think that God should have done this or God should have done that or God should have made. I've heard people say, well, why did God give us free will? He should have just made us obey. The answer is right here. How, how unsearchable are his judgments. And we'll never comprehend the riches of the wisdom of God. Never. We'll never be able to attain it. Glory be to God. His ways pass 
finding out. And then the psalmist goes on to say, who have known the mind of God? Who can know the mind of God? You can't. I can't. He is incomprehensible. The person with the highest IQ in the world could never comprehend the mind of God. He could never know it. You can't search it out. You can't find it. You can't exhaust the knowledge of God. You can't say, okay, God, I got one on you. It cannot happen. As he told Job, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Where were you? Who have been his counselor? Who can counsel God? Who can tell God what to do? Well, God, I think you ought to do it like this. I I think you ought to put the river over here and the mountain over here. Who can counsel God? I think about Pharaoh. Pharaoh was crazy. That's the bottom line. Pharaoh said that he was God. And if that wasn't crazy enough, then he said he created the Nile River. Now, you show me a man that can create a river. But that's the lie he told. And the people, the Egyptians, they believed him. He presented himself as God. He said he was God. But I'm going to tell you something. When Pharaoh and his army was drowning in that Red Sea, I know that Pharaoh knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was not God. He knew it. He knew it. And that he had made a grave mistake. The Bible says Miriam, the prophetess, took a timbre in her hand and said, the horse and his rider drowned. He drowned in the Red Sea. When Pharaoh saw that water close back up on him, he knew that he was not God. He came face to face with that. He knew that he was not. And his men that drowned with him, because they followed him into the Red Sea. So his men that drowned with him, they also knew that Pharaoh was not God. When that water closed up on them, they got a revelation that Pharaoh was not God. There was one mightier, more powerful than Pharaoh. When they saw the water congealed and parted, something should have told them then. 
that Pharaoh is not God. But then Pharaoh decided, well, the children of Israel went through on dry ground. We're going behind them. Pharaoh boasted of having 600 chariots. Israel didn't have any chariots or any weapons. And so Pharaoh and his army decided, we're going to do like the children of Israel did. We're going through this sea on dry ground. And the Bible says God allowed them to get down into the depths of it, the midway point. And he spoke, good God Almighty and commanded the sea to come back together. Now, he spoke in the beginning and commanded the sea to part and congeal. The water was like walls on each side. That should have terrified Pharaoh. He should have known, uh-oh. But no, he decided that he was still going to pretend. He was the great pretender. He was still going to pretend that he was God. And he went in that Red Sea. And then his wheels, chariot wheels, got stuck in the mud. And the Bible says they were discomfited. And God gave the command and told the sea to come back together and it obeyed. I am certain that Pharaoh knew at that point. When that water closed back up on him and his men, he knew that he was not God and that there was one mightier and greater and more powerful and incomprehensible that he had underestimated. He had left God out of the equation, the true and living God. Comprehension. Glory be to God and I. And he says, who have given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again. Another one of the names of God is Jehovah Gamola, the God of recompense. It says, for of him and through him and to him are all things whom be glory forever. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. What a sad way to get a revelation. John chapter 1 tells us, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made 
that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended. I tell you, he is the incomprehensible God. Glory be to God. And I pray that those of you that are listening under the sound of my voice tonight, that if you don't know this God, the incomprehensible God, the true and living God, if you don't know him tonight, I pray that you would fall on your knees right where you are. Repent of your sins and ask his forgiveness. Glory be to God. And make him your Lord and Savior tonight. Hallelujah. That is my prayer. Is that you would come to know this incomprehensible God. Hallelujah. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live tonight from Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International. You can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliveranceminn.com. Our email address is jet245 at msn.com. You can reach us by phone at area code 336-830-0601. Or if you still use snail mail, you can email, you can write us at P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. And if you have been blessed by tonight's message, and desire to sow into this ministry, you can do so through PayPal or through Zelle. And the user ID is JET245 at MSN.com. I'd like to invite you to join us Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time for one hour of prayer, Jesus said, can you not pray with me one hour? And on Sunday night, hour of prayer. Our phone number to the Sweet Hour of Prayer prayer line is area code 425-436-6333. And the access code is 716 followed by the pound sign. In closing, I want to pray this prayer over the people of God with uplifted hands. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect, in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for 
forever and ever. Amen. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor with Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International signing out for tonight. May God bless you. I pray that you have been blessed by tonight's message, the incomprehensible God. God bless you, and good night. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.